inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Happy Victoria Day. Sorry, I just got your mic on. It was off there for a second. Oh, happy Victoria Day. Yeah, happy Victoria Day. It is May the 20th, long weekend. It's a long weekend, yeah. I don't know. Today's not the nicest of days, but it's refreshing. Yeah, it's it's, it's all right out there. It's, uh, you know, a little, little breezy, but refreshing, so that's Hope nice. everybody's having a good uh, long weekend out there. Um, the school is pretty quiet, except for the bird that lives up in the rafters. Yeah, we discovered <laughs> we, that last week. When we, we decided it, that it's keeping itself alive by eating bagels and french fries dropped there at the spoke. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think I'll just start by doing a few shout-outs if they're listening, if they remember to turn the channel. Oh, shout-outs. Yeah, shout-outs. First of all, happy birthday to our sister, Kim. She turned... Should we say how old she turned? Sure. <laughs> 37. 37. <laughs> Yesterday. So yeah, Carrie and I, we maybe mentioned before, but we have two other siblings who are both uh, sighted. Yeah. My Our mom mentioned last week when she was on the show for Mother's Day. Um, so yeah, there are, well, Carrie's older than me as well, but so is Kim. And uh, yeah, it's her birthday. So they're in town, Kim and her, her husband. And uh, yeah, we're going to do, uh, we don't have an eat-in Pizza Hut restaurant back in Woodstock where we're kind of from. So we're going to come here and have it today after the show. Fascinating. You can learn about her, her favorite restaurant. Yeah, her eating habits. But, um, uh, another shout out that you just sort of hinted at, like last week, we I think um, people really enjoyed our Mother's Day type episode with our mom. Yeah, we got a lot of great response from that. Uh, if uh, if you missed it or whatever, you, it's you should check it out. Uh, I think a lot, uh, some people said it was our their favorite one that they'd ever they'd heard of our show, which is nice. A couple people said that. Um, so the easiest place is to go to Facebook facebook.com slash Outlook um, on Radio Western. Or Twitter, if you do use Twitter, at Outlook CFB, Canadian Federation of the Blind. That's what that stands for. I have a link on there, too. Yeah, so you can find that episode. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great episode. We were but, saying we could have spent hours yeah, talking we, to our mom. We can mom bring because. her back someday, I'm sure. But hopefully she's out there having fun right now uh, on her adventures that they... Uh, for today, we were going to talk about some of our adventures that happened a few weeks back that we sort of alluded to last week but didn't get to because of the, the need to bring in our mom. But um, yeah, today, I thought we could start talking about the Canadian Federation of the Blind Convention. But first, I wanted to also give a shout out to Reed and Maya, our niece and nephew, who are out, out there hanging out in the van. Potentially listening. To, well, potentially, yeah. I don't know. He has to do some reading for school, but he's loving his tablet. So who knows? Yeah. But yeah, so we were at the Canadian Federation of the Blind Convention in Vancouver there at the beginning of May. Yeah, so that's crazy. That was just over two weeks ago now. Seems like and forever ago It now. feels like it was longer for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just kind of like that. But um, So yeah, we're going to probably do at least a two-part I think so. episode on that because we want to start today more so with the trip to flying out to uh, Vancouver and then getting to Burnaby where our hotel was and the first day what adventures Carrie and I went on before the convention started. But I just and, wanted uh, to talk about our weekend first, quickly. Oh, this past week. You're in charge of the Sorry, time. there's so many topics, and I'm, we're jumping around here a bit. That's but. what we do here. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
having one of my sorry, I'm just distracted today. I'm having one of my bad eye days that I get. Oh, what are your bad eye days? Yeah, doesn't that sound fun? What what is that? What do you mean? Um, I don't know. Just I don't, the listeners. I don't really know what's going on with my vision. I have very little of it left. It's like a world away from the the amount I had when I was a kid. Um, and I have these days where it's just it's distracting. Even when I try and close my eyes, it's still it's something about my brain and my eyes are fighting for some sort of dominance, I don't know, or control. And I I see like blurriness and like not flashes exactly, but just it's so distracting. <laughs> and so I leave my eyes open normally because I can see a little bit out of them. And I, well, my right eye anyway. And I try to look about where I'm going and look for visual cues as, as I still might have them, very limited amounts of that. But on days like this, it's just, it's almost painful to have them open anyway. It doesn't help me even eat. But like I said, even closing them is not helpful. And then my brain's just distracted. So maybe that's why I'm jumping around topics. So that happens just some days more than others? Seems to be happening more frequently. I don't know why. I've been to my eye doctor, but there's only so little they, so much, so little. So little they do. So little they do. Yeah. Useless doctors. So much they can do. That's not true. Yeah. Well, for our eye condition, Brian's has been stable all his life, but for mine's been a little more finicky. So try to, you know, it's good to be here today and do the show and distract myself by being on the radio and eating pizza, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, last on um, this past weekend, you played some shows, right? And I went to an Image and Heap concert, concert in Toronto. I'm not sure if anybody's heard of her. Well, some people have. Well, I did some research about her over the weekend. Um, I love concerts. And uh, I seem to be into the like the British chicks, like <laughs> Florence from Florence the Machine. And uh, I'd like to see Dido this summer. And I've seen Ellie Goulding and Lily Allen. They're all these British women. But um, I did some research that I didn't know before for some reason. So I fell in love with her when she did like this album with this guy named Guy Sigsworth. Have you heard of that name, right? That's the guy no, in Fru Fru, so. the band, the CD that I I bought after I heard them on CBC years and years ago, in the early 2000s. So anyway, he's he's done some work with Bjork on Vespertine. He did some, he, I guess, produced Hidden Place, the song on there that I love. Um yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, so he did some work with her. So okay, so he worked with He was touring with Image and Heap. Uh, he was at the show? He was there, yeah. yeah. So um, so she, she had a, a guitar player. Um, do you know the name of that thing? It's like a keyboard, but you can you can wear it like a guitar. I thought they call it a keytar, but I don't oh, know if that's the official yeah, I've name. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that term. I think, I think that's what it's called. And then she had a bass, stand-up bass cello player, which was really good. Um, but she had these gloves that... Kim was telling me about, and I, I, if you go online and search Imogen Heap, I-M-O-G-E-N-H-E-A-P, gloves, it'll show you, it'll take you to this YouTube video. My neighbor checked it out this weekend. She was curious about what I was talking about. She does this, Imogen does this demonstration um, for musicians and audio engineers and stuff about these gloves she has that allow her to have a lot of control when she's on stage, like they're programmed. Uh, and she has this wired backpack that they're connected with. So she's allowed, she can like double up her voice. So what's that called? Like she can do, do sounds and she has a lot of electronica stuff. So the gloves just, you just do hand motions in the air. It's like you're doing sign language or something. You just put up a few fingers or just flick your hand a certain way and then it will like project your voice and double up your voice. And she's got each song programmed. 
it's the software she uses. Anyway, it's pretty cool. But I couldn't see it. Kim said there were lights on the gloves, and you could see the sparkling lights. Wow, yeah, that sounds pretty a pretty elaborate. Sort of, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of work goes there. into that, I guess. But and you did some shows, right? St. Catharines. Yeah, so I had a London Arts Live gig, which is a great organization here in London, the, the London Arts Council. Um, so some paid paid outdoor performances. So we did that in, right in front of the Baker's Dozen here in town on Saturday morning, or around, I guess, Saturday at noon. Oh, the Baker's Dozen. And then we had a gig in St. Catharines. So it was a house show. Um, it was a lot of fun. We, it was a lot of, you know, it's not too far, actually, two-hour drive there and back. <laughs> and uh, meet some new people play a set the crowd seemed to be into it so that was a lot of fun hmm. on Saturday and that was with one of my bands Trusty Fox I'm in two different bands hmm. um, that was with one of them and then yesterday kind of just took it easy and you went to your concert Saturday as well right it was Friday night oh Friday night okay yeah. so love concerts anyway um, and all I can see in there is the spotlight she shines at us once in a while yeah, concerts like that seem a bit nicer to me. The older I get, I guess, is these <laughs> these concerts. Like a lot of the ones I go to are stand stand up in mm-hmm. in a bar, like a small bar or something, and that's all right. But I don't know; it's not quite my scene. I like the shows where there's seats and yeah, this one had like nice, nice seats, and yeah. we were right up against the back kind of the back wall with the soundproofing. So I put my head back during certain songs, and it was like padded. And it's like, oh, this <laughs> is kind of nice. <laughs> that's cool. Anyway, if we want to get back to our Vancouver talk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's good to update. Um, um, yeah, so we had some uh, we had some extra, well, not a lot, but the day before the convention uh, to hang out and with the time difference, the three hours behind from here back to out to BC. There, that gave us extra time to get there early and get in our rooms and stuff. And yeah, and I mean, looking back, it's like any trip you go on. I feel like yeah. we 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 were there pretty much for four days. Um, that's including the the uh, arrival day and the departure day. So mm-hmm. only two full days there, I guess. But, you know, we got there really early on the Thursday. So we had that whole day to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could have I could have stayed at least one more day, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I got to queue up. Carrie has a clip that she wants to play. So I'm going to have to queue that up. <laughs> um, so I'll just introduce every, all that. Um, so I knew we were going to be in Vancouver. And I thought, I have this day to kill. Uh I'm always looking for stories as a writer, um, places to travel and check out. I've um, heard about the Vancouver Aquarium for a long time. uh, And I have my mixed feelings about aquariums. They're kind of like zoos for me. Like, I I know they say that research is done there and, you know, there's scientists and they're rescue animals and all that stuff. And, and, but, you know, there's still these shows that they put on where they, you know, everybody crowds up to the railing, but it's because people are fascinated by animals. But I still, it's just like... You know, we don't quite put these animals on on display for show anymore, necessarily. Oh, look, he's got a ball on his nose, a seal. But um, anyway, I just thought I would check it out, being on the coast. I wanted to get near the water, and I thought a good place for me to do that would be at the uh, Vancouver Aquarium. So I, I sent them an email to their customer service email or whatever, and I asked if they do tours. But I also I introduced myself as a writer, but that I'm also also blind, and I wondered if they had like one-on-one tours or a small group tour. And they got back to me and sort of said they don't really do that, but they will make exception for me. And I I don't know if saying I'm a writer gives me a little more um, official status. They take it more seriously, but also they really want to show that they're accessible. So when I mentioned I was blind, right away they said, "Well, here's some links. We won this, you know, Rick Hansen Award, and we're installing wheelchair bathrooms." all this stuff but um, 
but they were very friendly from that on that point on and uh they sorry said, i'm just gonna have to quick interrupt here what? uh what what are you looking for here for your clip i don't know what it's called it's 73 are you okay. in voice memos yeah i am yeah 73 so okay. anyway i um i got to the aquarium that day and they said they'd have someone meet me so i took a taxi there and the funny thing is is i my first instinct is to be like i don't want to go by myself anybody want to come and i was with you brian and i was with um the chairman of the ontario chapter for canadian federation of the blind our, our good friend eric who's been on the show before um and i asked if he wanted to go and he was just like is there going to be beer there because <laughs> that's what he was sort of wanting to do that day chill out and have some beers i said well i'm sure they have some beer somewhere maybe but nobody wanted to come, and I, in the old days, I would have been like, oh, okay, I guess I won't go then. Because when you can't see, the idea of going out into a big, strange city by yourself can be scary for some of us. But um, I didn't want to miss this opportunity, and uh, they said they meet me at 1 o'clock, they'd give me an hour with one of their volunteers, and then they would let me see their shark movie, their 4D shark movie, or whatever they were playing. So I just said, oh, well, the, the hell with it, I'm going to go by myself. Just so I go got in it. a cab, yeah. And um, the cab ride was the most expensive part <laughs> to get there. Uh, but I got there a little bit, maybe a few minutes late, but no problem. They um, they met me there out front, the customer service and the um, pub- publicity lady, I guess. And they already had their volunteers there. So two of them, and one of them ended up spending three hours with me. Um, That's awesome. So I never did make time. the shark movie, which is okay. I love sharks, but... But it's almost better, and I would think, in a way, to have this private sort of uh, tour through everything, and you know, you can watch a movie anytime. Exactly, uh, it's, it's very like personal a more experience. Yeah, and the fact that she she gave me her three hours of her time, um, you know, the, the 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 managers and stuff sort of stepped back and went, you know, went back to work about their day, and, and the volunteer who is an older lady, she's almost eighty years old. Um, this you'll hear in a second here in this clip, but she's a very soft-spoken lady. Uh, but she has this, Af- uh, you know, South African accent. Um, but she's been in Vancouver for years and been widowed, and she just enjoys spending her afternoons walking around the aquarium and giving some people some some information. She knows all about it there. Pretty reliable source. So I basically told her I wanted to go outside, and uh, she took me outside so I could hear the seagulls and the fresh air and hear the sea lions. And that was my favorite part. And as a writer, I went there wanting to tell a certain story, thought I'd write about it, wasn't sure what the story would be. And then all of a sudden, she brings me over to this this railing and says, so yeah, this is our pool with our blind sea lion. So I don't know if you want to cue up the clip. Okay, should be good to go here. Let's see. 73. My coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here he comes, hang on. Um, they call them jackass because when, when they're actually at the penguin exhibit. Sounds just like donkeys. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I remember if there was one more. I didn't get as up close as I would have liked. But, um, yeah, anyway, so we're just at the the penguin exhibit. She's telling me all about them. And then a curious uh, tourist came up, sounding pretty curious about penguins. So that was my Thursday, our first day there. And I, uh, I was there for three hours, like I said, and, uh, so I don't know, yeah, if you 
you don't have that that story I emailed you available, but I was just surprised. I thought, wow, there's a blind sea lion here? That's crazy. And there were two kinds of sea lions at the aquarium. There were the Vancouver sea lions, which sound like lions. They kind of growl. Um, and then there were the... So this blind sea lion is a California sea lion, which is further, um, obviously further s- south along the coast there, the west coast. And um, he had been a rescue animal, and he's in his pen now. I'm not sure how big the the, wa- the water is he has there, his pool, but he basically feels his, his way and can tell where the edge is but with his whiskers. They're, you know, it's a sensitive part of the sea lion obviously and so he can tell where where to, where to swim to know where the edge is and stuff so I think at first the first day or two he might have bumped into the edge a little bit but um, so I just thought that was sort of funny I thought well this guy could be our mascot for the convention well yeah it's pretty it's pretty uh, crazy or um, like I didn't know about it going in like if I had done more more research about the aquarium he might have come up because there are press releases and articles written about it yeah so the article I did bring it up I don't know if you want how yeah, much of it you want but we'll just read it yeah it's blinded Blinded sea lion moves into long-term home at Vancouver Aquarium. So, his name is Senior... Senior Cinco. Cinco. I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing this properly. So, there's a day... Senior Cinco was was found in critical condition on Spanish banks last spring. And, yeah, so he was was rescued. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's get mad here. So, he's a California sea lion found seriously injured on Spanish bays in May of 2017... And, um, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get to the right spot here. He's found near death on a Vancouver beach last year. He's found a new home. So the adult male California sea lion was found. Sorry, I'm like, yeah, he was found in critical condition because he had been shot twice in the face with a small caliber gun. And he was blinded and with broken teeth. He was unable to forage for food. And by the time... He was discovered on Spanish banks. He was emaciated and too weak to move. So, yeah, that's... I wonder if there was a part that talks about his name. Oh, Might not oh, be in that one. Anyway, the, the aquarium sent me several, um, like, press releases. Um, but there are several articles if you just Google uh, California Sea Lion Blind Vancouver Aquarium. You can probably see some video of him, I think. Um... But anyway, he barks like that. It's a different sound. Um, he's more what I think a seal would sound like back when I thought there were just seals. I didn't realize there were diff- sea lions, too. Yeah, I definitely got the, get those two mixed up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Senior Cinco was because he was, na- he was found on uh, Cinco de Mayo, which is a day... Uh, <laughs> maybe can't get into all of that, but today if people are familiar with Cinco de Mayo, they'll understand that, but I like his name. So anyway, that that's the story that I'm probably going to write. Um, and yeah, because it's you know you wanted to write something about the theater when you went into this and you contacted them in the first place. The aquarium. And the aquarium. Sorry. <laughs> um, they do have a theater. That's where the shark movies are shown. <laughs> that's true. There's a theater at the aquarium. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you wanted to go to the aquarium to begin with, you wanted something to write about, and then it presented itself pretty much for you there with this this uh, very unique tale of. Yeah, and again, I get stuck on being like, oh, of course the blind girl is going to write about the blind sea lion. But, I mean, what, you know, I'm not saying what are the odds exactly, but, I mean, I didn't know, I wasn't expecting that. It's not like I said I was going to write that from the start even. I didn't even know. Um, 
and we were there for the convention for the Canadian Federation of the Blind, and it just makes you think about a, you know a poor animal being shot in the face, which another reason for gun control, but um, that's another discussion too. <laughs> but just like who would do that? And an animal being blind, it's just a different. I just wonder how an animal. You know, you wonder how an animal faces that, and you know what else is he going to do? But he makes the best of it, obviously. Yeah, but too bad we can't have him as a guest on our show. Exactly. Or something, like if you know? could get into his mind and yeah. ask him what it's like to be blind and how he's how he copes and how he if he's angry, do animals get angry about something like that? Because you know, I'm going through this stuff with this bad eye days and my vision possibly heading for total blindness, and I and I you know it's a process, but I. I have my moments, and I just wonder how how the poor how that poor guy, um, you know, fought back from something like that. And you know, he would be dead, I'm sure, if it weren't for people. So people can be, do good or bad in those situations, because you know, a lot of times they tell you don't disturb wildlife when you're out in nature. But when you see something that you 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 know figure is sick or hurt, I think that's the time to at least call to ask someone who might know more about it. But yeah, and it, it goes back to the, the the discussion about these aquariums where in some ways people think they're cruel. You're capturing these animals and have like these animals in, in small pen. spaces. How big is but this then pool he has? In, 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 in another, another perspective, they're good because they do provide a home for um, the sea lion who was you know critically injured. And yeah, like could a blind sea lion survive in the wild on its own? I'm, you know, animals probably yeah, you are, never know. are blinded it's, all the time out in yeah, the Yeah, it's like any, it's like us... As people, when you're born a certain way, you adapt to that. But I mean, I guess it went it went blind later in life, so that's that's different, obviously. Yeah, I mean, when you're if you're if you're the, if you're alone out in nature and you need to find food and you, you know, you could survive. But so in these cases, I guess human intervention is a good thing, and he, you know, he's safer in that pool than he would be out in the wild. But I don't know. So I'm not quite sure how I'm going to approach it, the article. I'm writing it now, and I'm trying to decide if I could get it published somewhere where it might be a good place. But I, again, like our Mother's Day episode last week, I've had some fairly um, positive interest when I've told people that I'm writing this. And uh, But anyway, that was my day in Vancouver. I'm not sure how we're doing here for time, but you you can talk a little about yours if you... Yeah, we've got just over five minutes left here on the All show. Right. Uh, it's This is Outlook you're listening to here on Radio Western. It's- I am suffering without my Braille display. My yeah. electronic that's, braille display. That's, that's, that's another thing that I'm using here, um, and I've mm. mentioned on the show before, and Carrie had to take hers in to get repaired, and it's, it still doesn't have it back, and it, we really depend on these because, you know, I can. it's like that article I had brought up there. I can read while I'm on the air, and it just it makes things so... And it's braille. Convenient. You could get a braille printer and print it off, but we just do, do it on our phones and with Bluetooth and the internet and email, and you prefer that. So anyway, I'm struggling with that, but... Uh, but if you've been to Vancouver, you'll know they have th- some, this thing called the SkyTrain, which is like the Toronto subways, but it's above ground, and you, I assume you get a nice view of the surrounding area. We were on it last year, and you yeah. So I I um I have a friend who lives in on or used to live in Ontario here, but moved out to BC. Actually, lives in Granville Island, and which we is were just in a part Burnaby of Vancouver for the convention. Yeah, which Burnaby is it's outside of Vancouver. I guess it's like a suburb. Um, and you know, it's kind of a little out of the way because this, mm-hmm. my friend lived in, uh, in Granville Island there. So I wanted to go visit him. And the only chance I really had was the first day. Um, and I don't know, maybe I should have taken a cab, but I was just like, well, 
It's a city I want to I want to yeah. get out. Yeah, I mean, I could have taken the Sky Train to get there too, but it just takes longer and physically, you know, I have some physical. And you know, that's things. It's 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 like any anyone, even people who aren't blind. But yeah. it's one of those decisions we we always make. It's whether it's depending on timing and how you're feeling and what you got to do. Sometimes a cab just is is a little simpler, mm-hmm. a bit less stress, and it's just sort of a direct a direct method of getting somewhere. But sometimes it's also nice to challenge yourself a bit and go on an adventure. So. So I had asked my friend on the phone. He told me where he lives. So I looked it up on Google Maps, which is a very important tool for us. It gives very detailed directions. So I looked it up, and then I, I figured I, I knew that the the metro station I needed to get to catch the SkyTrain was pretty close. And I basically knew where it was, but not not entirely. And then construction. There was a lot mm. of construction on the street I had to cross to, which is always a barrier for us when that sneaks up out of nowhere and it's something we got to work around as a challenge. Mm-hmm. But luckily, everyone there seemed was very helpful. I noticed a really good chill vibe in BC. Everyone was very cool. Um, so I, I asked for help because I the construction blocked my path and there were a couple people that were heading to the metro station anyway. So they said, oh, why don't you just follow us? So that way it kind of just took the stress off me. I didn't have to be as worried about totally traveling on my own to get there and they helped me get to the station and I had to get a pass and then they helped me find the, the train I needed to needed to catch and then then they left me there and I, I got on and I was on the sky train which was nice I got a chance to do that but I was a little pretty tired because I'd been up from flying the, all the way there and everything mm-hmm. plus just a little a little um I don't know I try to I try to take it easy and not get too worked up so I wasn't really, but I was a little stressed, just didn't know exactly where I was going. So I didn't really get to enjoy the SkyTrain as much as maybe I would have liked to. Mm. Um, but it was a nice, it was a nice long ride, and I was on the train. And uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. After living in Toronto, it's definitely reminds me of the subway, but it's above ground, like Carrie said. And uh, not being able to see, you don't get to see this, this everything you're passing, but it still has a different feel, and it's it's pretty neat. So did you have to change trains, or was it one long train ride? And he met you at the other side, your friend. Yeah, so it was a train and then a bus. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. from what I understood, I don't think my friend takes the, the transit that much. Yeah, he's um, a car. But I thought the bus that I needed to take would be right at the station when I got off. Uh-huh. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, but luckily, right after I got off the, the Sky Train, one of the uh, attendants there said, uh, sir, do you need help? And I, I said, yes, I need to catch this bus. I knew the number of the bus I needed. So I mentioned it, and then they asked someone, and they said, oh, that's uh, a couple blocks away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, then they, th- but then they said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll radio out here, and I'll, I'll walk with you to the bus stop. So, uh, Yeah, and, the employees of the SkyTrain are really good. Yeah, we noticed that last year, too, yeah. right, when we were connecting Trying from train to, to train. Trying to get back to our cab, to get to our ferry to get back to, get back to Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Victoria. Uh, um, so luckily, yeah, they walked me to this bus stop and uh, left me there. And then um, I probably should have got on that bus, but it turns out it was going. The, it was the right bus, but it was going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And if I had got on that bus, it would have it would have got me to my friends, but it would have taken a little longer. But then there was a lady on the street, as as the bus driver was telling me this, and said, "Oh, I can walk him to the other bus stop. It's across the street." So, so I walked I walked to the other bus stop and waited there, and then I ended up waiting long enough where it was like, "Oh, I should have just went on that first bus, probably." Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that bus took me to where I needed to be, and the stop was right by my friend's place, and he met me there. So, yeah, it felt. It it took a long time to get there, honest, honestly, like almost two hours. But and to come back, um, to come back, actually, we we rented a, a jam room as a musician. We got I haven't <laughs> played with him in a long time, so we got to play. And then after that, he got uh, 
a uh, car to go, which I don't know if anyone who's listening has heard it's of that. It's in Toronto. I, yeah, I've it, done it, it with a friend. Yeah, you've done it before. I forgot about that when I took we it. We did a smart had. car. But you did a what car? It was a Mercedes-Benz. So Mercedes, nice. Pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you pretty much... Uh, get a car there's a parking lot with cars and you use your phone to unlock the car and i mean i don't quite know how it works but yeah you sign up you get for the charged service, for it yeah for what you use it for and then you return the car so you can return it to another lot near where you're going it's pretty cool so yeah that was just that was nice of my friend to do that and mm-hmm. saving me have to travel with a strange cab driver i got a bit more time to hang out and stuff before i got dropped off and then i was i was beat because i'd, I'd been up for yep. 24 hours yeah, or something at that point. And we had a big convention ahead of us. Now, they don't have Uber out in Vancouver, so that's something we've sort of come to rely on, even though our father's a cab driver. It feels a little bit treacherous. But yeah, we found that out when we, got, us. when we got there from the uh, at the airport that they didn't have Uber there, which is kind of Here in London and, but. and in Toronto and in New York, I've used it this year, and it's pretty, import- pretty important for blind people. It's a service that's pretty handy. For sure. So... That pretty much gets us up to date on what we did <laughs> yeah. that first day, and we're gonna have to wrap things up here on the show. Yeah, so we'll um, yeah we'll have part two next week. I was trying to convince our sister to come on the show. Maybe if I mention her it publicly, she'll come. I don't know about that. She's like, "What do you want me to talk about?" Oh, that would have been good today. <laughs> I brought it up. Yeah. I just threw it at her. She wasn't yeah. too perceptive. Yeah. Or we could have yeah, it's so scary children being here. in. No, it is I'm just scary kidding. in here. This is a house of horrors in here. It's actually really relaxed here. So Especially today. Don't be afraid to be on the show. Students are off for the summer. Yeah, anybody could come on. We'll talk with anybody. But yeah, so we'll have part two next week. And uh, get into the convention itself. Yes, we will. And uh, looking forward to that. Okay, well, you're listening to Outlook. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.